What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Saints and Sinners podcast. It is Alec. It is Jeremy. I know it has been a minute since we've recorded. Uh, that is because, one, we've just been extremely busy with our hectic schedules. But, two, we've been in, uh, in some talks with some networks who have been reaching out uh, and wanting us to join their coverage uh, as we do covering the Saints, but also to join a bigger part of their NFL uh coverage for all 32 teams and uh, we're excited now to announce that we are with the pigskin podcast network also uh this podcast is now brought to you by DraftKings. so hey that is something cool to say uh jeremy i know it's been a minute my man uh we've been super busy uh the saints have been busy too nonetheless you know tra- training away sean payton uh sean payton is now poached some coaches and is looking to poach more from the saints it now kind of gives dennis allen a chance to maybe build the staff in his own way um uh, but before we dive into all of that, man, how you been? I know it's been a minute, but how you been? Yeah, it's been an interesting couple of weeks, especially in Saints news. I mean, obviously it's weird to lose Sean, especially after losing Breeze a couple of years ago. But I don't know. It's kind of turned into a new era, and whether that's for the better or for worse, I mean, I guess we'll find out pretty shortly, but... All right, for sure. I think, you know, for me, you in particular, uh, is something I think a lot of younger Saints fans are kind of dealing with now is as long as we've known the New Orleans Saints and, and you know, the football team, it's been Sean Payton, Drew Brees, you know, obviously Brees retired a couple of years ago. I think our uh, first line of thought was, okay, we have Sean Payton here. You know, maybe he can keep the team competitive. And as long as he's here, we have a shot no matter what. Right. right. Uh, and last year he retired. Well, you know, stepped away, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. And ultimately, uh, the Saints last week traded Champagne to the Denver Broncos. The Saints got in return a first-round pick this year, which will be pick 29 because it uh, would have been pick 30, but the Dolphins had forfeited their pick because of their tampering shenanigans with Tom Brady. <laughs> and Champagne. <laughs> uh, yep, yeah. and, and Champagne. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, right, so now the Saints, that pick now is 29th in the NFL draft this year. Yeah. Uh, they get a second round pick next year as well from the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Broncos receive Sean Payton and a third round pick this year. So now the Saints have picked 29 and 41 it in the actually, draft. It did actually end up being a third next year. Oh, third next year. <laughs> I double checked. It Correct. is next year. I mean, it doesn't make that much of a difference at this point, but. No, nah, but third next year. <clears throat> and now the Saints have picked, have picks 29th and 41st in the draft this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Jerry, let me just get your thoughts on all this, man. I know it's kind of been, you know, we wanted it a lot for Sean Payton. His market really did, did not turn out that way. I think several several teams we thought were going to be in the mix ended up mm-hmm. keeping their head coaches. Yep. Uh, and Denver probably seemed the most desperate given what they had given up to get Russell Wilson. They have to make it work. Right. Uh, and ultimately, Mickey did what he was going to do. And, you know, by trading up, Last year to get Trevor Penning to pair with Chris Olave, mm-hmm. uh, and they knew in their back pocket they can get at least a first round pick this year for Sean Payton, and that's, right. what they, that's what they ultimately did, right? Yeah, they recuperated the value, which was huge because it was, I mean, missing a first this year and then a second next year is kind of obnoxious to put it lightly, um, <clears throat> especially in two classes like these next two, where especially 2024, we know there's going to be premier quarterback prospects. Even this year, there's some solid ones. So it's interesting. I'm glad they were able to get a first, even if it's almost a second. It's still a high premier pick. And frankly, it's better than just letting Sean sit until 2025 when his contract gets off. So 
Um, I I see a lot of people complaining because I feel like the narrative was like, oh, we might get number three from Carolina. That was never happening. They're not Carolina. Excuse me, Arizona. Yeah. No. That was never going to (laughs) happen. Let's be real for a second. No one's going to give up a number three overall pick for a head coach. I don't care who the head coach is. I I don't think Bill Belichick would recuperate that amount of value. No. It's just, especially in the Broncos situation where it was, they just wanted to get a coach. It it was that simple because there's not necessarily a ton of exceptional options out there right now. Um, We saw that Sean was not their first option, which was interesting. I thought that was kind of, a weird one i think it was mainly just they didn't want to give up value but they ended up doing it anyway and the saints are better for it i mean as much as you want sean to return the odds of it were minimal considering the lack of quarterback at the moment and really how the franchise has turned so i'll take it first i mean (laughs) that's where i am with this (laughs) yeah and i think you know people i think had their uh expectations kind of set too high when all this started to begin with. Like you said, there's no way Arizona's going to blindly give you the third overall pick and more for Sean Payton. Like right. that was never going to, that was never on the table, I think. Uh, right. And there have been conflicting reports from, you know, certain New Orleans media that, you know, the Saints were open to bringing back Sean Payton. Yeah. Uh, had they opted to move on from Dennis Allen, uh, you know, and I think, Take that for what you will. I don't know how accurate that is. Uh, yeah. but all I know is, you know, you have the option to bring Sean back, and now you're riding with Dennis Allen. I think uh, that speaks a lot. And I think, again, it's kind of weird how Peyton kept listing all these things he wanted. He wanted ownership and a GM that were on the same level with him, and he wanted full right. control of the roster and a full say-so on the staff. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he had that in New Orleans, and he didn't want to come back to New Orleans. I think it's quite that simple. I think Peyton maybe was just burned out from his time here, wanted another challenge elsewhere. Yeah, I don't agree with – I don't <clears throat> remember who was reporting it, but someone was saying that Sean was essentially going to return if Dennis Allen had gotten fired. I don't think that's the case, to put it simply. Neither do I. <clears throat> because if that was the case, the odds that the ownership would have went with him over a guy who's been – a one-year head coach i i think that's completely not possible right um i think there was enough there with sean where it was if he wanted to come back he would have um obviously that wasn't the case and it happened i mean that's kind of what happens in this league unfortunately yeah for sure and i think you know uh <laughs> saints twitter it's been it's, it's been it's been a, it's been a wild couple weeks for the saints twitter fan base man i think oh, yeah. uh you know, Sean's gone now. You know, the, the, mm-hmm. the Peyton and the Breeze touch are officially gone. This is Dennis Allen's team now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're seeing Peyton take away coaches. You know, Zach Streif is now going to Denver to be the new offensive line coach. Yep. Uh, they're going to interview Ronald Curry, who is the current Saints uh, what quarterback coach quarterback, and yep. passing game uh, coordinator. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're interviewing him for the OC job in Denver. So, you know, and here's what I think about the staff. You know, I think – as at the time, as much sense as it made to keep the staff together for the continuity's sake, mm-hmm. down Dennis Allen isn't Sean Payton, right? And Sean Payton isn't mm-hmm. Dennis Allen. Like, there's no way you could sit there and expect the staff and you know the coaches to, you know, everything to work out the same way when the boss isn't there. You know, right? Right. So I feel like ultimately, and I'm still not the biggest 
fan of Dennis Allen at this moment. But I think in order for this to for him to, to give DA, you know, the best shot possible, you have to let him move away from the Peyton fingerprints all over this team. You have yeah. to let him build the staff how he wants. We saw that with the defensive coordinators and they let mm-hmm. Ryan Neeson go. Uh, they let go of Chris Richard and, you know, they're bringing Joe Woods who mm-hmm. worked with them in Oakland at the time and yep. is a very good DB's coach. So I think you're letting, you're letting DA build the staff his own way. Um, and I think it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of weird how we say that, but at the same time, the offensive staff is the same. Yeah. It's mostly, is mostly in, in <clears throat> still. I think it's, <sighs> I, I'm uh, as you've heard before. I'm one of the bigger critics of Dennis Allen, just because I do not think he has what it takes to be a head coach. But it's fair. In the same direction, I think this gives him one of two options: either he's going to get everyone he wants on the coaching staff, and either we're going to be good and he sticks around, or we're going to be shit and that proves he's gone. I I think it's definitive one or the other now, rather than this past year where it was like, oh, he's kind of just here. He's filling in where Sean Payton was. Now it's his coaching staff. He has built this. It's like a college type coaching where he's bringing in all the guys he used to know. Right. Right, And I think that's in itself. It's a positive, even though this year could suck in a similar fashion to last year. I would rather that than having to deal with this question again next year. So, yeah, and I think ultimately you're letting this, you know, this team sink or swim by Dennis Allen, and I think you'll have your answer at this time next year. You know, if he's the guy to coach this team or not, and I think Mickey Loomis knows that. I think by allowing Dennis Allen to fight and keep Pete Carmichael, mm-hmm. as well as uh letting DA have kind of full say on the staffing decisions he's made by letting, you know, Richard go, letting uh Nielsen go, knowing he could have easily offered one of them the full time coordinator job. Um you know, so uh, he he's hanging he's hanging it all on the staff and Dennis Allen to get it done. And like you mentioned, I think if it works out, great. If it doesn't, you move up excuse me, you move on, you find the next head coach and you kind of see what you can do from there. Yeah, it's just it's a weird scenario to be put in, but it's kind of the scenario a lot of NFL teams are in where they just don't know. <clears throat> and it's weird with Dennis because he didn't really show anything this year. So I, I was never really like I, I was kind of surprised that he stuck around, to put it simply. So especially Carmichael. He was the one that I thought if anyone's gonna go, it's gonna be Carmichael. Right. And then Same. they got rid of both defensive coordinators, and it's like <sighs> That was not the problem. It was <laughs> it was weird. It, it felt like they were kind of Sean's like understudies, and that's why they got rid of him. It wasn't because they were bad necessarily. It's because DA but... wanted full say, and <clears throat> right, you know, he wanted you know. And I think also it has to do with I think the fact um, this team really is going to sit there and blame the injuries and mm-hmm. uh, you know all that, and they're because you look offensively. I mean, look they. You know, Trevor Penning missed pretty much the entire season. You know, mm-hmm. Michael Thomas missed the entire season. Jarvis Landry missed the entire season. You know, mm-hmm. not you know, a good three fourths of the season. Jarvis Landry was not fully healthy. Um, yeah. Alava had missed some time. You know, uh, Caesar Ruiz, Pete Ramchick. A lot of these <laughs> guys are banged up. Jameis Winston. <clears throat> you know, obviously his situation and what happened. Uh, mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara was banged up throughout yep. the year, mm-hmm. slash not being used properly. So. 
<laughs> I think I think that's what this team was looking at. The team was looking at this offense and said, okay, Pete, you know, we'll give you one more year. We get right. it. Injuries happen. <clears throat> you know, you lost two of your top three receivers. You're forced to play your rookie as your one. Um, right. You know, your offensive line, in particular, the interior group was all kinds of banged up throughout the season, especially in the back half. Mm-hmm. Um between McCoy, Garis, and Pete, all yep. who all three of them run IR at different points throughout the season. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if I'm correct. You are. So, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, I think that's what they're saying about the offense. They're going to blame it on the injuries. They're going to try to upgrade at the quarterback and then maybe some other positions and just see what they can do next year. And they're going to let Dennis Allen have full say on the defense. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, especially with the age of some of these players now. Right. With Cam Jordan getting up there, Demario getting up there, Tyran getting up there, I mean, it's getting to the point where I'm not sure where you go. Like, if we're you're gonna try right. and blow it up, is anyone really gonna give you a ton of things for a thirty, what, three, four year old Cam Jordan? I mean, your best, your best, <sighs> your best selling point on the defense, it might be Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, which makes it even worse. Yeah. Um, so, so you might be yeah. just forced to play this out. Yeah, I think you're kind of have to with where it is now. You've already committed all this money to into the void years and shit. So, yeah, uh, it, it's annoying because I want to not rebuild, but just start shelling off some of the older contracts that are going to last forever that are making way too much money or at least restructure them heavily. Mm-hmm. And you can't <laughs> to put it simply. This team is quote unquote competing. And um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's going to be a big off season. I mean, I mean, I will say, you know, in the NFC South, right. right. The Saints right now could compete, you know, with the roster, the way it is, they could compete. And, sure Alabama could compete at this point. <laughs> and, and I mean, I think if you simply upgrade the quarterback, whoever it is, that alone puts you at, at the top of the leaderboard in the division. Yeah. <sighs> Which just tells you how bad this division is, but it, it's going to be interesting harder. to see how the draft pans out too with the Panthers and the um, Falcons. Falcons. Because they both got top 10 picks as far as I remember. And that's going to be interesting to see if they get a quarterback. I mean, we could really get screwed. So uh, it's kind of an arms race right now. All four of us are kind of at this impasse until we see how free agency and the draft pans out. So I don't know. I'm hoping we come out on the top side of that. We very well could not, though, which is interesting. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I think, um, you know, Another thing that's been going around is, uh, you know, the Saints were at the Senior Bowl. Well, some mm-hmm. of their coaches were. Ronald Curry they was were, yeah. the offense coordinator uh, mm-hmm. in the in the Senior Bowl. So, you know, that gives you another avenue to look at talent, uh, to yeah. look at these young players coming up. And I think for a team like the Saints, who, you know, really outside of last year with Lave and, and Penning, you know, they don't mm-hmm. make the big splashy draft moves. Um, right. They try and get the guys that to. they like. Yeah, well, in that, we've seen that with Champagne, with Jeff Ireland, with Mickey Loomis uh, as well. So, in, in year one, in the offseason of you know when Payton left, you you saw Dennis Allen be aggressive in the sense of he wouldn't got a wide receiver he wanted. He traded up to get right. the left tackle. Right. He he went out. They made money and signed two new safeties to bring in uh, <laughs> yeah. after losing their starting safeties. They went and got you know the what we thought was a bargain. For Jarvis Landry, Jarvis, uh, yeah, in the slot, and uh, so I'm interested to see just how more aggressive this team can be 
with the salary cap going up, the Saints now are only what fifty-seven over something along those lines. I yeah, can take fifty-seven. A look. Fifty-seven over the cap, I believe, is the number. Uh, and obviously, moving on from Mike Thomas, Jameis Winston, uh, you know that will help out a lot in this restructures, adding on more void years. That's just what the Saints do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're sixty over right now, which is yeah. not. I mean, compared to years prior, really not that bad. As no, much as it it's sounds lower. bad, <laughs> <clears throat> it's lower. It, it kind of comes down to re-signings too, because I know you can make money back if you re-sign Davenport, who I don't want to re-sign, but um. David on Yamada, you can make almost ten million back if you do that because you can push the void years back or whatever yep. that nonsense is. But there's money to be made. I mean, frankly, Cam Jordan's making twenty five million dollars this upcoming year, so it's not like you can't, you know, restructure some of that. I'm sure he would. As much yeah. as people like to say, "Oh, well, they have to agree to it," he's been on this team for like what thirteen years now. I'm pretty sure he'd be willing to. And Cam's, Lattimore, guy, maybe not, but. and Cam's a guy who I think will. And yeah, and he realizes what he is to this team. He's a great player, but he's not the top of the top making $25 million a year type player. I mean, here's the thing about Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan is a guy who, um, you know, he's a team leader. He's a leader of the community. He does right. so many great things for the city of New Orleans. Um, he's an icon. He is now the face of this franchise in the post-Drew Brees era, so... I think it's a guy who, for him, it's more about loyalty and kind of showing that he wants to play his career with one team when it's all said and done. Right. So right. it wouldn't shock me if Cam took a big pay cut to stick around. Um, and we'll see what happens because it's going to be an offseason where I think in a bad division, and again, what I think is relatively an open NFC, you know, we right. saw just this year how open it was. Um, if you make a couple upgrades and you, if you're smart with your money and be aggressive, Mm-hmm. The Saints could easily be, you know, winning that division, and then at that point, who knows what happens, you know, in the playoffs. So, the interesting one this offseason is going to be Andrus Pete to me, because there is an out this offseason. Which finally, I mean, my God, <laughs> do you? I mean, is Sean Bean going to go take him again? I no, but <laughs> if you do cut him post June first, you make almost eleven million dollars back, and you put down six and dead. So that, really, that's not that bad considering the amount of money he's making. So right, I don't necessarily know if you're going to go that route, but I think if you want to go like second or third round, go get a guard that you can throw in there. I mean, it can't really get a lot worse. So. Yeah, for sure. I think it's worth that to me. Like getting eleven million back off, you know, our sixty in the hole currently, I think is probably worth cutting him. But we'll see how that pans out, I, or even trading him if someone wants him. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be interesting to see how this team moves or how this team, uh, you know, handles their veterans. Because I think yeah. you know, for the longest time, a lot of these guys were in that window to try and win a Super Bowl during you know Breeze's last couple of years, right? Um, right. And now, I mean, this team, obviously, they're not where they were. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Uh, and we could talk a little bit about that here uh, coming up next. We'll discuss some of the, maybe some of the offseason blueprint plans for the Saints, what they can do, who they could possibly get uh, that, you know, would make sense, whether it's at pick 29 uh, or in free agency. But uh, first, real quick, Jeremy, let's talk about some, uh, some, 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 some betting. All right. Let's talk about some, some DraftKings stuff, man. Cause I think, what makes this really fun for us now being a partner with DraftKings here at the Pigskin Podcast Network? Um, you know, DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, Jeremy. 
Oh, yeah. All the action you need is there on the app. Oh, yeah. uh, I think customers, you, new customers, check this out. Check this out. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Hits the phone right oh, yeah. there with five, with the Lincoln, with a simple Lincoln, $5 right there, gets you 200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get into the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boost. You can check out the app uh, anytime between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern um, for all the latest in uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook and Sportsbook app. Um, and let's talk about the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, real quick, right? Who's your pick? Who's going to win? It's going to be close, man. Um, <clears throat> I think Philly's got it. I, I hate saying that, but I think Philly's got it. <laughs> I think Philly has enough talent on that roster where they're just they're more well-rounded as a team right now than I think Kansas City is, despite both teams being phenomenal. I think I'm going to go with the Chiefs in this game. Pat Mahomes, to me, I think is the game man, the game difference. I think the the, the Eagles haven't played a quarterback nor a team like the Chiefs the entire uh, entire season. It's going to be a great game. Tons of overs and unders are going to be broken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tons of bets are going to be made of who <clears throat> scores the first touchdown, who has this many yards, this many touchdowns, whatnot. You can do all that on the DraftKings app. Um, and guys, don't forget to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus points instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restric- restrictions apply. Uh, check the Description on the description on this episode for details. And uh, Jeremy, are you going to be betting on the Super Bowl? I'm not I, much of a better myself. Um, Got to love state restrictions, but man, <laughs> I can't complain about that deal, though. That's a good deal for whoever takes the, chooses to take that one up. Exactly, folks. $5 get you 200 bets instantly or 200 bonus, 200 in bonus bets instantly on the DraftKings app. Check our episode description uh, for the uh, eligibility restrictions um, and all that great stuff. But, uh, Jeremy, let's talk about the Saints now, who obviously are not playing at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And uh, No I mean, kidding. <laughs> if we're, uh, we're going to be honest, we don't know when we'll be back there. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, also, going to shout out today. Today is February 7th, man, 2009. Uh, on this very day, they went on oh, to yeah. the, the Super Bowl against the Colts. Yep. Uh, sixth grade me was just absolutely having a blast. <laughs> um, but yeah, so obviously the Saints, we know this is going to be a tricky offseason for them simply because of the money. You know, who do they bring back? Who do they draft? Uh, and, you know, just how, how, how all in does this team go knowing the NFC South is pretty much wide open, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, what 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 would be your ideal off-season blueprint for the New Orleans Saints if you had to give one? Just fill everything. I mean, fill everything. so for many gaps. The draft, where and how do you fill it all? I mean, obviously, quarterback's your first one. It's first priority on any NFL team, whether it's going to be sticking with Jameis, whether it's going to be going to get Carr or going to get someone else in the draft. You have to get a quarterback, simply put. Um, backup running back is going to be huge. Uh, you're probably going to need another receiver if Thomas is gone. Uh, I mean, defensive tackle. I there there's gaps that you can fill. To put it simply, it's going to be mostly draft related. I would presume. I, I'm just with the cap amount that we're in the hole right now. I'm not thinking there's going to be a ton of extra money off the top. Could be proven wrong. We have been before, but uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I think there's enough free agents to fill the positions you need, especially defensive tackle. There's some good guys out there. Um, it's going to be a long offseason, to put it simply. I think there's going to be a lot going on, not just with the Saints, but with every team. I don't know. It, it, it's really – it comes down to what you want to look like as a team. Do you – if you're competing, you're probably going car, I would assume, just because Dennis Allen, we've already seen, is bringing in guys he knows. He was on the staff that drafted Derek Carr. So makes sense. Obviously, there's not a ton of loyalty there. He only worked there for half a season before he was fired. But still, if you draft a guy and, you know, you've seen him go to the Pro Bowl a couple times and be at bare minimum top 20 quarterback in the league. I mean, not all time, but <laughs> during this course of his career, <laughs> right, 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 then right. you're probably going to be like, all right, well, let's bring him in, see what we can do. Um you're going to have to put weapons around him. I mean, you have Olave. You presumably will get Juwan Johnson back. You've got Rashid Jaheed. You still need a big body if you're getting rid of Thomas. If you're not, then you're probably in a better position than if you do. But I don't know. It's going to come down to money. It's what it always comes down to. <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing about the Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, mm-hmm. Derek Carr on February 15th will be due – uh, mm-hmm. in his contract, there's a bunch of money that kicks in. It's around, I think, 41 million of it guaranteed yeah, cash. Yeah, so uh, I would assume if there's no partner found by then, and right now it doesn't look like the Raiders are really actively trying to find a trade partner. It looks like he'll be cut. He'll get his choice of where he wants to go. It looks like. Um, right. And again, I think you know, as you mentioned, Dennis Allen is the guy that drafted Derek Carr. He started him right away, and I think that kind of immediately. Uh, you know, pushes in favor of, you know, Carr and Allen reuniting. And I think, again, right. if I'm Derek Carr, I'm not going to the Jets. I'm not going to an AFC team. My path in the NFC is so much easier. <laughs> no, <thanks. laughs> I'm not going to go to the Jets. Uh, I'm going to go to the NFC. And, you know, at that point, it'd be a bidding war between the NFC South, you know. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Take your pick, right? And I think, you know, uh, ultimately, I think the, the Saints do have the leverage in that. Uh, it will be interesting to see what happens with Michael Thomas because, as you yeah. mentioned, uh, yes, if they do keep Michael Thomas, it will be uberly, stupidly, unreasonably expensive to keep him. I believe yeah. what the way they restructured his money, he'll have a roster bonus like thirty-one million if he is on the roster. Yeah, and you would you would be losing money by cutting or trading him before June first, and that's the only time you really can considering his roster bonus. Yeah, so, yeah, and, and, you know, Mike Thomas is still posting Saints pictures of him in uniform and still doing active community work in New Orleans, and it's like, I don't want to see him go. I really don't. I'm kind of in denial, I think, in a way, because I just don't want to see him go. I do think think he will. Um, I'm not sold yet. You don't think so? I used to be be with you on this. I didn't think so either, but... I don't know. Tell me why. Tell me, tell me why you don't think so. The reason I, I don't think so is because you're already committed. Like you're, I, I'm pretty sure the staff is already committed to where they're going to try and push because you've already kept Dennis out. That already signifies to me that you're competing. Right. Okay. You're keeping all these older guys, at least so far. You haven't cut any. You haven't restructured any of that. I don't know when the window opens, but you've signified to this fan base that you're keep willing to keep these older players under contract even the last couple of years rather than, you know, maybe shipping a couple off, getting some draft picks. Now, Sean Payton being the exception, but 
I, I just, I don't think you gain anything out of trading Michael Thomas right now. Like, I don't think anyone really wants him to put it that simply. What are you going to get a third round pick and you're going to lose $12 million because of the dead cap hit. And I mean, there's no, <clears throat> this is a very quite, just to put a flat out. This is a very bad free agent class of players it is for receivers, especially. Yeah. It's, it's not good. You're not going to find a replacement, you know, that could nope. even put up half the numbers. Mike Thomas could and healthy, you know, Correct. in the free agent class. Uh, and in the draft, I just feel like you have more pressing needs elsewhere than wide That's, receiver. Yeah, I was going to say Quentin Johnston kind of fits that mold of a bigger body receiver who can play in the red zone. He'll be gone. By but he'll more than likely be gone. And even if he's there, you kind of have a little bit bigger needs right now. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to compete. I mean, you really got to work the defensive line quite a bit. I and think I, there's going to be a couple picks there. And I mean, here's the thing last year, last offseason, right? What was the one thing Dennis Allen constantly was doing? He flew out to LA. He met with Mike Thomas. They he he yeah. worked so hard to actively mend that relationship and put Michael Thomas and the Saints back in a good space after what happened, you know, the last right. couple of years. Right. Uh, and DA is a guy. I think I think Mike and DA do get along really well. I really do want to believe that. I hope so. And, and maybe you're right. Maybe the Saints look at this and go, hey, look, if we're going to compete, you got to take risks no matter what. You know, Mike Thomas is on the books anyways, you know, years after he's gone because of the dead cap. Right. We might as well just keep him, keep the fans happy. And, you know, also, you got to think, keep Alave happy. You know, I think I, I can assure you, Mike Thomas was pushing for the team to draft Chris Alave. And I can assure you, Alave wanted to come to New Orleans to be with Michael Thomas. Oh, yeah. Because of that connection, Ohio mm. State. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe we're reaching too much here. But I, I maybe there is a shot. You know, New Orleans does just swallow up the money, keep Michael Thomas. And I mean, look, if you're Derek Carr, uh, that, that's just another reason, right? Right. That's another weapon. Thomas you know? and Olave. I mean, yeah. I mean, we saw what he did last <clears> year with Devontae <throat> Adams, a bigger-bodied, uh, you know, physical wide receiver on the line of scrimmage who can right. run routes like no one's business. And yep. uh, okay, yeah. So maybe, maybe you, maybe you have sold me. Maybe. The thing that I think is going to be interesting that I've been monitoring is how the Keenan Allen situation pans out. Yep. Because can we afford him? Eh, maybe. Depends on what he wants to get paid. But my God, if you can get him next to Michael Thomas, <laughs> that would be pretty fucking nuts to put it in. Cre- he'd be the cream of the crop too, right away. Yeah. I mean, he's been dealing with injuries, which is kind of the issue for them right now. And I'm sure they're going to draft one. But there's been reports that they are more than likely going to be cut him and Gerald Everett. So no, that could be something. <clears throat> I think you could free up enough to, to put it simply. I, I think there's enough there this year. Cause we're not 99 in the hole. We're not going to have to go drop a bunch of people to get back onto this. You're going to restructure like six contracts and you're going to be under. Yeah, for sure. So right. I would like to see that happen. Obviously it's a pipe dream at this moment. There's no reports, but mm-hmm. Man, that would be pretty cool. Even if you pulled off like an Amari Cooper type deal where they were thinking about cutting him and you just throw him a fourth, a third, a second for him, I, I really would not complain about that. And they take on some of the contract, I would presume. I get that. I dig that. Okay. <clears throat> okay. If you're really going for trying to get cars and weapons, I mean. <laughs> right, right, right. It'd be a pretty crazy receiver core to have those three in there. Those three, Juwan Johnson, Alva Kamara. I oh, think. Yeah. A. Um. Okay, so maybe yeah, okay, so maybe that can't happen. I think obviously, I think the two biggest guys the Saints have to bring back is going to be Juwan Johnson and Caden Ellis, no question. Yeah, no doubt. I and, don't think there's a debate. Yeah, <laughs> I think Onyemata is the closest, and that's just because of his cap purposes. And I think you know, if I'm New Orleans, you have to you know wide receiver, 
you know, depending on what happens to Thomas, could be something. Right. Uh, D tackle, I think, is something else this team has to try and address. Because uh, teams expose the Saints this year right up the middle through the gut, no question. Oh yeah, <laughs> no yeah. <laughs> teams, teams exposed us this year by running right up the middle because we had no outside David Arnimato who caught on pretty late in the season and played really well. Uh, we had no real answers for for teams to you know stop the run. Yeah, it's ugly. <laughs> yeah, so I <laughs> think it's simply it, it's a, it's a nice class. You know, you guys like okay, it so is. Fletcher Cox obviously probably will go back to Philadelphia most likely. Right. Uh, Javon Hargrave is probably going to be the guy that everyone's going to get to a bidding war over. Dalvin Tomlinson is a nice uh, D tackle. Yep. Uh, Deron Payne from Washington will be Another someone sought after. Guy, yeah. uh, a familiar face, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Sheldon Rankins. Mm, yep. He was playing pretty well for the Jets before he got hurt uh, this season. Certainly would guy be a guy I would be open to. I would be open to bringing back. Sure. Uh, so you got to you have to address the defensive tackle position, in my opinion, for sure. That's gonna be the one thing you got to do, if anything. I think the draft is gonna be intriguing if they're gonna take defensive tackle because there is a couple up there. There's Gravon Dexter. There's Siaki Ika. I mean, there's a couple guys in our range of pick where it's like. They could be what you're looking for. I mean, Siaki is more of a space eater. He's closer to a nose than he is anything. But mm-hmm. frankly, I mean, you'll take what you can get at this point and try and develop it. So right. I I think there's enough guys in this class where our needs could be filled as long as you have a couple picks where, I mean, we have three in the top 100. So right. I'm confident that they can get that done. It's just going to be a matter of if they can pan out year one. So I got an idea for pick twenty nine, and don't hate me. Sure. What I'm about to say. Oh God! If you you're say the Tanner McKee, I will fight you. No, 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 not a quarterback. <laughs> not, not, not a quarterback. because uh, you're, you're my draft guy, so I'm, I'm gonna throw out a name here. I'm gonna tell you. I mean, you just tell me if you love it or hate it at twenty nine. All right. Assuming he's there still. Right. B. John Robinson. I've been hearing it. Not that it's going to happen, but I've been hearing people talk about it. I don't hate it. I really don't. <clears throat> Especially I, given Kamara is going to be suspended, more than likely. Yeah, man, it's a weird one because I don't hate it. I really don't. I don't hate it. The thing that I'm going to bring up with that is: is he that different from Kamara? Like, obviously, he's a generational type talent. Not, you know, the best of the best we've ever seen, but he's a very good running back. He's much but, more. Man, He's explosive, man. Like I'm he telling is. you, Bijan no doubt. Robinson, he's a great player. I'm not doubting that at all. Yeah, Bijan is a kid who, and I worked some Longhorn games this year. Uh, mm-hmm. And Bijan is a kid who, man, you talk about makes nothing out of some or something out of nothing every time he, t- he touches the ball. He's a home run hitter, right? And whew, I'm just, it kind of gives you the, the vibes. If you get signed Eric Carr, you know, I think you kind of get that boom and zoom of Ingram Kamara flashback mm-hmm. kind of thing where you know both those guys were you know could have easily ran for a thousand yards that year in 20 what was it 2017 yeah 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 so i'm i'm, I'm just i don't hate Bijan robinson i know i'm not normally i'm not for running backs right i but, think it kind of depends on who's there too yeah like if he's the guy there and there's no one else that's really like impressive to you then sure i don't necessarily really, mind I, it it's weird i, I, I think da- i think dallas <laughs> might be the only other team that would consider him uh buffalo would be the so other one i think but Bichon doesn't fit buffalo he, dallas he would, he dallas would. could like you said new york probably not unless barkley leaves 
Uh, yeah, I mean, at least looking at the teams in front buffalo. of us. Schematically, he doesn't fit Buffalo. Washington, probably not. Yeah, I mean, there's a path. I don't know. It, it's just weird. It's, it's weird. It's it's weird. It's it's hard because I don't know how much running back is a need at the top. Like, I feel like you need a backup more than anything, and I don't know if Bijan's really going to fit that type of role. But, I mean, if you're going to, you know, start phasing Kamara out, then it makes a little more sense. Like, if you were to start yeah. dropping Kamara's snaps a little bit and start putting in him. But, I don't it, – it's an option. I, I think this class is deep enough for running back where you could grab one in round three and be happy. Like, you got dudes like Sean Tucker, Tanks Bigsby. Jameer Gibbs will probably fall second round. I yep. mean, Zach Charbonnet will probably be second round. So even like Tajay Spears, I've been hearing him fucking nonstop from every LSU fan ever, even though it's not from LSU, <laughs> but it's every LSU fan regardless. <clears throat> he, he, he had quite himself the camp at the Super Bowl. He looked pretty good. I, I yep. can't, I'm not even dissing him. He's looked phenomenal. I just, yeah. <laughs> it's funny how everyone's pushing this narrative. I, I wouldn't mind him. Uh, Israel Abandacanda is one I've been, kind of high on this draft process, but I think there's enough running backs where it's you could take Bijan round one, but if there's another guy you want, it's probably not the direction you're going to go. Because I mean here's the thing if Bijan goes past 29, mm-hmm. he's going round two at the top, no question. Oh no doubt. Yeah, he'll that's immediately he, he won't make it to our second round pick. I understand yeah. that point full well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just to be it's just something I saw and I was like, huh, you know, I I wouldn't hate that. I mean, you could do it as a protective measure to make sure Kansas City doesn't get them. Because <laughs> they're the pick after us. Or Philly, fuck. Yeah, Philly. Philly, that would, yeah. But I mean, who knows? Who knows? We'll see. It's going to be interesting. But I think my my final blueprint for this team, it's simple. Mm-hmm. Find a way to get Derek Carr. So I think I think Derek Carr instantly makes you the best team in that division. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Assu- assuming Carolina or you know Atlanta doesn't like land, you know a Stroud or a Young, which right. I don't know if that happens. Uh, it would be Carolina would be impressive if they could. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it happens, but assuming yeah. they don't, I think Carr makes you the best team in that division, no matter what. It could be. I, I like Carr. This last year was kind of interesting. interesting. The it's issue that's going to become of this is quarterback development within this roster because potentially you could be losing ronald curry yeah we don't do we don't develop quarterbacks yeah it's and we don't even have an offensive coordinator i'm really comfortable with and your head coach is a defensive-minded head coach yep so but then that kind of applies to the draft too do you really want to draft a kid who has no experience and try and develop him instead and the answer is no so i I think Carr is probably your best option solely because he's seen it before he's been in this league he knows what to do it's not like you have to develop him necessarily right it's just you got to get him to fit into whatever scheme you're going to be running on offense so yeah i don't mind it i i've always kind of been a car guy i've always liked what he's done obviously he's been put in some horrendous scenarios with his defense and his offensive line but Mm -hmm. i mean I, I don't think there's much else of an option to put it simply. Right, exactly. <laughs> I think your option is Jameis or Dalton or Carr, or you take like Hendon Hooker at 29 or 40. Yeah. I don't think he's even going to fall to 40. So, so, so yeah, I think you gotta, you gotta sign, you gotta find a way to get Derek Carr, figure out what you're going to mm-hmm. do about Michael Thomas. And if you do let him go, you gotta find a new big body wide receiver. Yeah. 
you got to find at least one or two quality D tackles, whether yep. it's in the draft or free agency. Mm-hmm. Resign Juwan and Caden. Yep. And for me, at least, if, if B. John is there at 29, I'm taking B. John Robinson. I don't care. I, I'm taking him for the, for the value and knowing Kamara likely will be suspended. And I think maybe. Maybe with Pete, maybe you need a downhill runner. You need a guy right. who can go in between the tackles, and because Kamara, a you shouldn't be doing that to begin with. But <laughs> okay. it, yeah, it, we shouldn't have him do that. But you need a guy who can do it, and I think Bijan can do that very well for you. So that that will be my blueprint. I'm interested to hear what is what is your blueprint. Yeah, I think it's just defensive line to put it simply. Even if you're not going to draft one, I think you got to just bulk up the defensive line for the love of God. I mean, we've been playing this like chicken game with the defensive line where it's like, how many pieces can we lose before it turns into a pile of mush? Yep. It was a pile of mush. So, I mean, you've got options in the draft. You've got Siaki Ika, as I mentioned, BJ Ojoari. I know all the LSU fans are cheering now. Um, Andre Carter. I mean, there's edges and there's defensive tackles down the board, especially wait first round. So I think there's guys that you can pick up I think it's going to come down to how they evaluate this. And I mean, they could take Bijan. I'm not saying that's not an option. I certainly wouldn't mind. He's a fucking phenomenal prospect. It's just going to come down to what they think they need most. Um, <clears throat> free agency is kind of a no-go this year, at least what I'm presuming because I've, well, with the exception of Carr, provided he's not cut, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I don't think there's anyone huge at positions you need obviously there's the defensive tackles with deron Payne, but it's just it's weird especially with how this roster is built you have a lot of like question marks at a lot of positions between injuries between age it's going to just come down to where they evaluate this roster and where are we with this roster so i don't know that's not my job fortunately i don't have to <laughs> figure that one out but uh i right. i very glad I don't because this roster is really quite uh say interesting to be nice. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I think I agree with you on that. There, there's fun. a route to success. I'm not saying there's not, especially in this division. It's an absolute mess right now. But it's gonna take a lot of work and it's gonna do a it's gonna put some strain on that cap space, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see. <clears throat> It's going to be a very, very, very interesting offseason for oh, the yeah. New Orleans Saints, for Dennis Allen. And, uh, hey, we'll just, we're will just we here for the ride. We'll see what happens. Yep. Um, First domino fell. <laughs> <laughs> any last words before we sign off here, Jeremy? Nah, I'm just waiting to see how it pans out, I guess. The Super Bowl week's always kind of just a wait-and-see type thing with the Saints because they haven't been there in, <laughs> as we said, 13 years, so... Yeah, we'll it's see kind of just happens. a wait and see what happens week. Right, for sure. And uh, just to clarify, you got the Eagles in this game, right? I do. Yep. Okay, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Those are our picks. We'll see how that pans out. And uh, we'll see by the time next week rolls around, we'll see how many more St. Coaches are no longer <laughs> on the staff and how many more are in Denver with Sean Payton. So, no uh, kidding. That's some interesting. So, uh, hey, until then, uh Alec, it's Jeremy. We've been on the uh, – very excited to be part of the uh, Pigskin Podcast Network here, uh, uh, as well as uh, partnering up with DraftKings. Uh, so it's going to be lots of fun. Looking forward to it, folks. And until then, we're signing off. See you guys next time.